back to another episode of an extra dose podcast. We are Alexis and Samantha Bellbell, and we're so excited for you to be here. We're going to be talking about a few things today. Some of you guys have sent in requests, so we love that. Please keep sending them in. Yes, please keep sending them. Because we try to do some research on our own, obviously, of like stuff that we can share, but we love hearing stuff that is relevant to you. So we're going to be chatting about long-distance relationships to start with, and this is Alexis. I feel like I've been, not like through major ones, but Sam definitely hasn't, so I feel like I can talk a little bit more on that. Um Long distance, that is. Yeah, and I have a few friends that I've done it too, and it's been successful for them. So I feel like I have a little bit of insight, and but like any other relationship, they can be stressful. So speaking of stress, we wanted to share a supplement that we've shared on other episodes with you guys, and it's called Reset. It's a great supplement. Everyone's always stressed out, I feel like, but it really helps you manage your stress, and we love it because they take a holistic approach to stress. They combine their supplements, which we love. The supplements that they have are, they have a daytime and a nighttime one. And they are, not only do they look so pretty, they actually taste really well. Like they, you get like a little bit of a taste of an aroma kind of from their essential oils that are in them. And so you take the supplements and they also send you a 14 day reset, which is these little tips and tricks in your, e- in your email that you provide. And they give you little tips on how to approach stress better. And I love those little tips they give. They're really insightful. And I've definitely applied them in my everyday stress, stress routine. And all their supplements are vegan and non-GMO. They're melatonin free. So it's different than the other stuff you've seen on the market. And you, they really also help your immunity because stress tends to weaken your immunity if you guys have probably seen that in your everyday life. So they really help with strengthening that. And you can find them on their website, r3set.com, and you can use code DOSE. And they're also available at CVS and Target. So thank you to Reset for sponsoring this episode. So moving on to the, like I just said about the relationships. So I have been in a few relationships that were considered a little bit, they were more, well, they weren't super long distance, but... One of them, I was dating someone that lived about 45 minutes to an hour away. So it was enough to where you couldn't just go over their apartment for like a couple hours. I mean, you could, but no one's going to drive that far for an hour or two. Um, And then when I would go there on the weekends, I would typically be there like all weekend because it would just be easier. And then same vice versa, like he'd be at my place for that long for most of the weekend we had to kind of coordinate a little bit more than like Sam's dating someone that lives like 10-15 minutes from our house so they can do stuff kind of last minute where we had to kind of plan it out in advance and then the other person I dated a couple years ago also um well not at the same time but it was right after that I dated someone that lived in Austin so he was living um in California and we met on Bumble long story short, and we matched and he lived, he was moving back to Austin. So then um, we decided that we started dating and we did long distance for about six months. And that one, it definitely was long distance, but I had it, it was a little bit easier on us because he had a flexible job where he could be, um, he could be somewhere for like a couple weeks at a time and he could work from anywhere pretty much except when he was traveling. So Luckily for us, he was able to come to Dallas. I mean, I wasn't able to leave a lot, but he was able to come and stay here and hang out for like, you know, work from here. And so it made things a little bit easier, but it's still hard during the week, you know, or during the time that they're traveling or they're not able to be there. 
that you cannot just go it's it is definitely more planned out you cannot just go see them spontaneously or go plan like a date night whenever you want during the week I mean it's definitely something different I personally I kind of liked it because we Sam and I work so much and I have my own things going on with my friends and everything else and it's it's definitely easier because you know you have so much more alone you get a lot of alone time but then when they're there you really have to be committed to seeing I mean you don't have to but you should be committed to spending time with them so I definitely think that it's it's a different kind of balance but I kind of enjoyed it I mean I wouldn't want I wouldn't enjoy it long term I don't think but I always say, I mean, it takes two certain type of people to be in a long distance relationship and to really um, be able to make it work. I think there's, we're going to share some tips and stuff, but I have a lot of friends. I mean, not a lot. I have a few friends that they, they met and they did long distance for a couple years and they really, they made it work and they're engaged now. So yeah, I think um, some of the stuff I was seeing that I think you can't look at it as, as like a negative all the way. I mean, there's going to be rough times, but that's any relationship. That's what I was going to say. It doesn't matter. Like Alexa was saying, oh, he lives 10 to 15 minutes away. But honestly, I don't, I mean, not that I see him as often, like as not often as someone who is in a long distance, but just because you live in the same city doesn't mean, so it takes a lot of coordination. It doesn't mean that you're never, that you're going to see that person all the time unless they're living together. But with that being said, long distance definitely makes it harder in a lot of cases, but we're going to share some tips um, and tricks that you can maybe help that if you're looking to be in a long-term relationship or you're in one right now and you're kind of struggling. The first one is avoid excessive communication. So it doesn't mean don't communicate at all, but it means I feel like that happens in any relationship, whether it's long distance or not. You feel like if you're not communicating, you feel like you're not, it's not enough or you like overcompensate because especially if you're not together. So I think you want to look at it as like, it doesn't mean you need to communicate for the 12 hours you're awake because you're not in the same city or for whatever reason is. I think you just have to go off by basically what's going to make what's comfortable for both of you. And maybe instead of, because, you know, Alexis and I have talked about that. When you're dating someone, whether it's like in a long-term relationship or you just started dating, sometimes you feel like you don't really, if it's been a little bit, you don't really have anything new news to share. Yeah. (laughs) All you say is like, oh, like, what are you doing? Like, sometimes when Taylor and I are texting, I'm like, oh, when I get up, I'm like, oh, if we're not together, that is. We're like, oh, you get some sleep, whatever. It's like, you know, if something funny happened that morning. But other than that, it's pretty much the same old. There's nothing earth shattering unless there's some kind of drama or, like, we're figuring something out. Like, you, like, look for things to talk about. but Yeah. And, I mean, I think you – I mean, Alex and I were talking about – you do that when you're, like, starting to date someone. You're just, like, you look for things – to talk about, like if it's a, like something funny that happened that day. I mean, I feel like Taylor and I still do that because you need to keep the the flame going, something talking about. But also, I think you have to be secure. If you're long distance already, I think you need to be secure that you don't need to just find random things to talk about just to fill up the space you guys aren't together. Like you could even just talk one time in the morning or talk at night or something when you're done with work so that it's a more meaningful um, Yeah, I think find something, you know, like I remember when I would be dating them like, we would, I mean, for some, one of them, I would text him all day long, but, well, obviously we weren't together. We were, like, in different cities, but we would find pictures to send each other, like, just different funny things or, like, memes or we would use that Bitmoji thing a lot. Um, I feel like it's definitely, like, you said, I mean, it depends on the person you're dating, obviously, but you got to keep it exciting. And I think the opposite, if you don't talk enough, then I feel like you're definitely going to lose the connection, especially if it's early on. Yeah, you need to find that balance that's right for you and your relationship, but I think you need to avoid communicating just to communicate. Just for the mere, like, if you're exchanging messages and back and forth, it's just, like, and there's, like, no conversation to it. It almost becomes, like, 
a chore. It's kind of boring. It shouldn't be yeah. that way. It should be exciting. So if you have nothing to say, I think it's okay with being silent if you guys are both on the same page for like throughout the day or whatever. So the next one is to see it as an opportunity. And I think that's kind of common sense. But I feel like anything in life, if you look at it as like, okay, this kind of sucks um, that we're apart and we're not together all the time. But you can look at it as it will make your bond stronger and it really will test your relationship to see if this is someone you truly want to be with for long term or the rest of your life or whatever it is. Um, you'll find out quicker, I feel like, because you're going to have to go through a lot more difficult things than just being able to solve it by being together. So... I think it just puts a little more strain on the relationship, but it can definitely make your bond even that much deeper if you guys get through it. And then you know, if you are together long term, that you guys can go pretty go through a lot of things. In yeah, life. I also think in my experience when I, it was someone that I was dating long distance, I feel like you have the tougher conversations. You really get to know each other a lot quicker because you have to have all these tougher conversations in uh, via text or just quicker than you normally would with any other relationship because. First of all, you're not together, so you have to kind of like find deeper things to talk about, and then you get really closer or further apart that way. So I, that's been my experience. In my experience, like we grew closer. I mean, you get to know that person eventually, but you definitely, uh, we had like conversations about our future, and I think things moved a lot quicker than they would if we were in the same city. So the next one is make sure to set some ground rules and manage your expectations and that's kind of what we were touching on in the first tip we said because you both need to kind of be on the same page when it comes to everything because especially since you're going to be in that distance you make sure that you guys both understand whether it's communicating uh, making sure that you guys are both like what if one of you likes to communicate all the time and the other one doesn't I mean these are things that can happen in a relationship if you're in the same city but more so when you're out of town because are we not in the same place because one of you might be like, I want to text all day or one of them's like, I don't like to text all day. Or someone might want to talk on the phone for hours right. and you're hours like, I don't want to do that. And the other person's like, I don't like to do that. I, li- I just like to text. Like Taylor and I, we live in the same city, but when he's been, when there's been times he had a new job a couple years ago and he, there's three weeks he had to go to California and I mean, we don't even dating. Luckily, I will say it's better when you've dated someone I should be better, I should say. If you dated someone, like, let's say, I think I'd already been dating him for, like, over two years when he had to go to California for, I think it was three weeks or a month or something like that. And, like, he didn't get to come back. He was there. So it was pretty much like we were doing, I mean, just, you guys, if any of you guys do long distance, you're like, that's not, that's nothing. But mm-hmm. for us, like, we were in the same city always. And then he was gone for a while. And we just, like, I wasn't like, oh, my God, what is he doing all day? I was very secure in my relationship that, I knew, like, you know, we obviously had expectations already because when it came to communication, especially because we were used to texting a lot, but it's also ours is kind of texting where if we get busy during the day and we don't text for a couple hours, I'm not like, oh my God, where is he doing? Or at night, I'm like, what is he doing? Um, And then we would talk on the phone more then just because we hadn't seen each other or FaceTime or something, but... I mean, we didn't, like, talk every night or anything. Like, he was really busy at night. He was basically, like, back in school. He was, like, studying and doing, like, a bunch of meetings and stuff. So I didn't talk to him on the phone every night. But I think if you have this expectation, like, you're not going to go crazy, you know they're busy. It's not like you you expected them to call and they didn't call you and they didn't text you. I feel like I've gone through where I've dated people and they love to talk on the phone. Like, I dated one person that just always wanted to talk on the phone. He wasn't a big texter. Like, we didn't text a lot. And he would call me like at in the morning at lunch and at night I mean I don't mind it but it's just kind of like you don't run, you run out of things to talk about and it's just like we need to talk I mean 
Yeah, I feel like texting. I mean, but some people don't like texting for that reason. I like it because Taylor and I are both busy. Like, that's just kind of what we've done. Like, we like texting on the phone, obviously. I enjoy it. We don't do it, like, super often, but we will text each other. You know, like, one of us will, re- you know, text in the morning, whatever, and we'll, re- we'll respond throughout the day when we're not busy. But it's not like we have a continuous flow, like, all day going going back and forth. It's, like, times of the day will go by, but we can answer pretty much when we're not when we're not busy or as busy and we have time to look at our phone as opposed to like if the person calls you like I think it's good and bad because I feel like you have that dedicated time to be on the phone talking to them whereas texting it's more like yeah not your half but I mean if you're doing it three times a day I think you're gonna run out of things to talk about every day if the other if like let's say you felt the same way about that you guys wouldn't have cared but the other expectation part has to go with pretty much like your exclusivity. Like if you guys are doing long distance, you need to be on the same page, especially are you guys exclusive? Are you guys allowed to go on dates? Like what's the commitment level? You don't want those things to be up in the air. And I think that lends that can lead to being insecure about certain things because if you think that he's if let's say you guys even discuss that you're both going on dates, I feel like that could be hard because you're wondering like what is he what is he doing? Whatever. So you have to pretty much have those expectations laid out. I think these apply for a lot of relationships in general. So if you're in a relationship that's you're in the same city, I think these are also some good tips. Taking it from like, I mean, I've been dating Taylor for over three and a half years. So I feel like these are good tips that I think you think about anyway because you might be in situations where you're like, okay, you are like freshly dating someone. You're like, okay, what are the – I know it's going through with my friends and stuff. They're like, okay, what are we? Are we like – are we exclusive? Are you guys looking for a long-term relationship? Are you looking for like a hookup? Like what is it? So I think especially in any relationship, but especially long-term because your mind can go wandering if they're like MIA, like it goes back to the communication and then they're not talking and you're like, oh my God, what if they're like on a date with someone and we were exclusive or something? So you have to know those. And then back to the communication, you need to create, communicate regularly and creatively. So that's what I was going back to. Like, I mean, you can say good morning, good night every night. You obviously should do those things. You don't want it to get boring and yeah. mundane, which is what I was talking about before. Like, when this person would call me, I mean, nothing against him. It just, it would be, like, the same conversation. <laughs> nothing against him. No, I mean, we're clearly not together anymore. And I don't I don't think he, like, knew that he was doing this. But, of course, I'm so polite. I'm not going to be like, I'm so bored. Why are you talking about this? But, you know, it would be the same conversation, like, the same schedule every day. It's like, I, I mean, I know what you're doing every day. I, I mean, it's nice to hear it from somebody, but you don't want to, you want to talk about different things. And maybe just make the phone calls a little shorter. So, you're just catching up and that's it. Yeah. So, basically, send each other pictures or, like, little videos like kind of look like you're putting some kind of effort into it so that you know even if you send like I think last night I even sent like I was at my parents house and I sent him a picture of the night nighttime tea that we love to take um and he loves he always drinks at one of my house and he has his own so just like dumb things like that like obviously you're thinking about the person but I know some people that are in quotes not good texters they might say oh well I just like I'm thinking about you but I don't like I don't I don't think to text you that but I think everyone can improve and I think I think I mean, girls and guys appreciate when they're being thought of. So if it's something's dumb like that or you're eating one of their favorite foods or you're going somewhere you guys went on a date before when you guys were visiting or something, just sending them like a picture like kind of reminiscing or showing that you're thinking of them, I think it go a long way. Again, whether you're in a relationship in the same city or especially if you're apart. So kind of feel like you're putting the effort in and there's always something you can send. There's so many gifts and like, you know, TikTok videos and funny clips that you can send around that, I mean... You can always find something creative to think. Instead of a picture of you two together. Yeah, or something just to show that you're reminiscing. So 
Another thing is, obviously, you're not in the same city. You can't see each other and get as busy as it used to. Mm -hmm. um, but you want to keep the flames going wherever they're way, um, just like through texting or whatever, you know, just to keep the spark alive since you guys aren't, you know, in the same city. So you want to make sure, also, you want to make sure that you can do things together. I think a lot of people went through this during the quarantine, even if you, like, even if you weren't necessarily seeing your, um, your significant other, but you can do some things together, like you can watch YouTube videos or sing some songs, I mean, sing some songs, watch some shows together and kind of replay the episodes and that gives you guys something else to talk about as well. And then that kind of goes off the same thing. You want to do similar things. You might have different interests, but kind of find something like you would do if you were going on a date here. Like if you guys watch the same kind of shows or you read about something, it's a good way to create some shared experiences even though you're not living in the same place. Obviously, the next one is like a given, but make visits to each other or um, meet up in the, some spot. I mean, the thing is, like, you want to make sure you always have something to look forward to. And I feel like if you know it's going to be, like, 10 months and you don't have anything planned, that would make it really hard. Like, I know there's probably people listening that, unfortunately, their significant other is, you know, overseas somewhere and they can't see them often. It can be, like, you know, a lot of months at a time. But I think, again, knowing that you have that end goal that you on this day or this month you're going to see this person, you both have something to look forward to. And I feel like it can just make it such more of a positive experience. Yeah, and then the and then having a goal in mind. I think this was like where I would get a lot of anxiety. Would be like, how long are you going to be doing long distance, and like, what's the end goal of it? So for me and both of them, it was kind of like, okay, the first one I was like, I didn't wasn't planning on moving to where he was, and that's what he really wanted. So I mean, there were other issues, obviously, but I think if you're going to disagree on where you're going to end up, it's probably a problem, and it's something you definitely need to talk about. And then the other person I dated, he did end up moving to Dallas, and. I from the very beginning I think from another relationship I learned that I wasn't gonna be able to move anywhere and I wasn't really gonna budge on that so he luckily was totally on board with moving to Dallas he wanted to move somewhere new and so it worked out um but if that's something that you would disagree on the location or both of you guys can't really move because of your job I guess you're gonna have to fit, do long distance a little bit longer until you can figure out like a different plan but I think it definitely causes tensions because if you're like on opposite sides of the country or world or whatever, I feel like it's definitely a challenge. But again, I think, you know, if, if you two can make it, you know, you'll, your love will be that much stronger. Your relationship is that much stronger. So the next one is enjoy your time, your alone time and your time with your friends and your family. So I feel like that's a great, I think that's the biggest takeaway I think from these is that you can still enjoy your time you can take it as a positive and realize that like obviously relationships take a lot of work and a lot of time put in and I know for me like it's a lot of balancing acts like I want you know sometimes you want to be in 10 different places at once you want to be with your family you want to be with your friends you want to be with your significant other and it's really hard to fit everything in so definitely the positive is aside from like communicating with your significant other you know via FaceTime or call whatever you're pretty much free to do your work to hang out with your friends your schedule's pretty much empty and I think that it's an easy way to get wrapped up and feeling lonely but you have to realize that you know, you can make a life where right now, at least, that your whole world doesn't revolve around your partner. I mean, I think it's very important to have that love and commitment. But I think that sometimes if you're like, it's literally their, your world, like you, you know, you, if anything happens, you're, you know, you want to be able to have a life outside of them as well. So I think it's a great opportunity to look at your life in general, look at what you have, what your friends, who you can have, who have in your life, your friends, your family. And you can do more things that you haven't been able to do when you're 
you know, putting more time into a relationship because you obviously have more time available to spread that on to other things. And another thing is you just want to be able to stay honest with each other. So, you know, it's a, it's easy to get caught up in like insecurity and all these things. So you need to try to, you know, it's in a, it's a hard way because when you feel lonely, all these feelings start creeping in. So I think it's great, like we were saying, to communicate. But, you know, just be honest with each other. If you're feeling one day like you feel really insecure about something or you feel like you, could, you guys can improve on your communication, I think just like any other relationship, it's really important to stay honest with that with each other just because you can't like go on a walk and talk about it and like hold each other's hand doesn't mean you guys can't FaceTime and you know find a way to discuss that and just stay honest because that's really most important in any relationship. Last one is to get each other some kind of memorable gift for each other that's something personal. Like I said it could be a picture of the two of you like doing something fun that you guys did together you could frame it or you get something that reminds the other person of the other person so like when you're not together you can always think of that and think of them I mean, look at that and think of them and just something. I'm trying to think of other ideas. It could be like a candle. It could be um, like some kind of gift that you put together. Like I know there's a lot of books that you can make like photo books or... Yeah, we made one on chat books a yeah. while ago. There's and so many different places you can make them. But yeah, that's one of them. And then you could just do something that's like creative and personal that they can hold on to when you're not together. So hopefully that was helpful with all the long distance stuff. I think it's applicable to like any relationship, but those can be a little bit more challenging and tricky. And I feel like more and more people are getting into those kind of relationships, which is with social media and well, especially right now <laughs> with everything going on. Yeah. So jumping ahead, we're going to dive into a new topic all about skincare, well related to self-tanners, how they work, and certain ones that we love and why we love them so much. But before we get into that, on the topic of skincare, I wanted to talk about a brand that we love and we've been using, and it's called CBD for Life. So first of all, what we love is that they're female-founded, yay, and they're based in the East Coast, and they actually source all their CBD products from organically farmed Colorado hemp. And they always have everything third-party tested. So they have a various, they have tons of products. But we've, we've been loving their face cream. And there's some other products that are great too. But what's great about their face cream is it has CBD in it. But it also has hyaluronic acid, which helps to calm redness and irritation. And also boost hydration. So it's great to apply morning and night. They also have a hand sanitizer, which they started creating when all this COVID stuff started happening. So they're great. They don't, it doesn't actually have CBD in it but it has seed extract and aloe which really helps from drying at your skin because you guys know those hand sanitizers when you're using them so much your hands get so dry so if you guys want to try any of their products out you can go to their website cbdforlife.us and you can type in double dose code double dose for 20% off and thanks to them for sponsoring this episode so we're going to dive into the self tanners that we were talking about and Alexis is going to kind of share how they work and then we'll talk about which are which ones are our favorites so yeah self tanners we highly recommend them we know that obviously everyone wants a good glow, and I we love we love being out in the sun. I love laying out there; it's so peaceful for me. I love the warm sun on me, and I just feel so much happier. But with that also comes a lot of risk for skin cancer and just skin damage um, from the sun and stuff to your face and your neck and your whole body. So I knew do need to be better. I remember we met somebody when we were on a trip that actually had she had skin cancer, and she was like very um, on top of it with covering her skin up like when she'd go to the beach I mean we were in a beach place but she would she had like a whole like she was covered from her head to her toes and I mean of course she wasn't that tan looking but her skin looked really good um but I just love like a bronzy look so I mean I'm trying to be better about 
reapplying sunscreen. In case you guys missed our episode, we did a whole episode on sunscreen and what SPF means and how often you need to reapply, which ones we like. So make sure to check that one out. I think it was from a couple episodes ago. But with regards to being out in the sun, I mean, I love being out there, so I can't see myself not wearing like a bikini and laying laying out in the sun. It's terrible, but there's something so satisfying by going out in your swimsuit. And then you see that line. And you go inside and you go into the bathroom and you check in the mirror. You check your tan line and you're like, oh. I mean, it's terrible because like you're just screwing up your skin. But I, I, there's something so yeah, it's gratifying. Yeah. But anyway, so. If you're trying to be better at that or you've had skin cancer or you just want to be... Some people just don't tan while they burn. Uh, luckily, we're not... That doesn't happen to us, but it's like, I wish it didn't because now I'm like, I love, you know, like that... I love looking that tan. Feeling. But we get spray tans a lot and I love those because they're a little bit more maintenance like as far as like when you get it done, you can't shower and do all that. But I do like how dark and even you get. If you don't want to do a spray tan, we're going to talk about self-tanners like I said and... The way that, so I was always like, how do they work? Because typically what you'll do is you'll put it on like a, uh, if you're doing it at home and you're using a foam, you'll put it on like one of those mittens and just kind of put it on the mitten and rub it around like in circles and motions all over your, we do it on our face and our body. But if you're not, you know, so if you're not familiar, that's how it works. But the way the whole self tanning thing works is they have an active ingredient in them called dihydro. I can't pronounce it, but it's called D. It's also known as DHA. That's probably what you guys have heard. Yeah, more. I don't know what this how to even pronounce that word, so I'm not gonna try. But it's a carbohydrate apparently that can be derived from that's either chemically derived or from natural sources such as beets and cane sugar. So a lot of the more natural ones probably use that route. But when you apply it to when you apply the tanner that has DHA in it to your skin, it reacts with amino acids and the top layer of your skin. So then it generates pigments called melanin melanoid melanoidins which appear brown because they absorb certain wavelengths of light it's very scientific but it makes sense and then it starts this process called the maillard reaction so within like two to four hours you'll applying it you'll start to continue i mean start to develop your tan and then it'll continue developing for the next it depends on which one you're using but up to 72 hours and so during that time it's you definitely get some kind of self tanner smell which you probably are familiar with and that's because there's a chemical reaction taking place i had no idea that's what was happening i mean i knew you got a, t- a tan i figured it was the chemicals but so they're the saying smell. all dha products produce it and they might just add fragrances to kind of cover up the smell which that totally i know i've sense. had people message me like oh i don't like i hate the smell and I always told them it's kind of unavoidable, but some smell better than others. So that's how it works. That's really interesting. But the thing that you really want to remember is that you still need to put sunscreen on. You can't just wear the tan and be like, oh, I'm dark. So I have a good like base layer. I mean, even then, I think it's like a, not really. A, I think it's like I, don't, a I think it's thing. like a myth. Yeah. yeah. But people, a lot of people just wear it. And I never really got a spray tan. I'm like, am I going to be able to get a tan through this? And like the truth is, it's not doing, it's not protecting you from the sun at all. Like you're still going to get a tan. So, and if you guys want more on the sunscreens, which is super important, we have an episode, yeah. I think it's two episodes ago. Yeah, or, I was saying that earlier. Yeah. yeah. So you can go back and check that one. So yeah, that's how they work. And then Sam's going to share which ones. So one, Alexis just shared this one and we've been using it for years. We've rotated on and off of it, but it's still, they came out with a new color. So it's get into the limelight and... Alexis just shared. You guys can go check her Instagram. I have a before and after on my Instagram page, and I have a whole story highlight under that's called Tanners, so you can go look on there as well. 
Yeah, but it's sulfate-free, paraben-free, vegan, and I think it contains no nuts or oils if you have like an allergic reaction to that. And it's um, EcoCert approved, cruelty-free, and dermatologist tested. And what's your code for that one? Double dose. Double dose is the code for that one. If you guys want to go order that off their website. The other one that we use a lot is Saint Tropez, and it's they have a bronze. Well, these are the ones I'm. We separated them by face and body, but I'm gonna save the first two ones. Well, the first one get into get into the limelight. You can use that on your face and your body, if you guys just want to use one product. It's a good all around. Same with the Saint Tropez. Um, the regular mousse. the regular mousse. You guys can use that on your face and your body. And they both provide really good color. The Get Into the Limelight one, they just came out. They with have a, a call. It's called Darkest, and it's like it makes you a lot darker. I yeah. But I don't be scared. Day. Like if you're really pale and you use that, I don't think anything's gonna happen. But like I put a lot of layers on because I really wanted to make it dark. I didn't put layers on. Oh, the well, other I mean, day I was trying to show the before oh. and after, but yeah, that's okay. normal use. Yeah, you won't look like a different like like a creature. Yeah, you're gonna look fine. Um. So there's also Saint-Tropez for your face. They also make a bronzing water face mist. And it's a great option if you want something that's going to do like a gentle mist. And they infuse this one with mandarin water. And naturally, this is one they have naturally derived DHA. So it has a pretty good smell, like I was saying, because they put that water in there. And they have like some probably some fragrances. So that's a good option. Tanlex also makes tan drops for your face. You guys might have seen these. The other ones we've used are the Isle of Paradise. So those are two different brands. They're basically, how do you use them with the drops? So you get the dropper and you can mix it with your serums or your face lotions. And you just kind of like mix it together with your hands or like, like a facial brush. And then you just apply all over your face or that area. Make sure you rub it in really well and it's like evenly put on because otherwise you're going to be like really patchy that looking. one does make like if you put too many drops yeah you will look i mean like a different it color. does give you a good color and then you want to make sure you wash your hands off really well otherwise you're gonna have orange palms yeah that will be like but it's easy to do like with your everyday maintenance yeah there's also another one for your face it's eco tans organic face we have water and i really like that one too i feel like it has that one's more natural as well and we don't find that that one stains our sheets that yeah, much. Yeah, so and that one like has that. vitamin C as well. Yeah, in it. so I, f- I really like that one also. Then for your body, we mentioned the Get Into the Limelight one. There's a NKD SK, Skin SKN Gradual Glow Daily Tan Moisturizer. And this one's also free of parabens, alcohols, and fragrances. And you can also use that one on your face as well. There's the Alba Botanica. They make sunscreen, but they also have a sandless tanner lotion. And that one's also free of parabens. It's cruelty-free, and you can also use that one on your face. And it's great for if you have more sensitive skin. Then the Eco Tan Invisible Tan Organic Face Body Tanning Lotion. That one we like a lot, too. It doesn't have synthetic dyes or bronzers, and it's made with only natural ingredients. That one does have DHA, but I like the way it works as well. And then another one that we like is the, is it? I think it's Josie. Josie Moran Argan Liquid Gold Self-Tanning Oil. And it's also gluten-free, vegan, cruelty-free, GMO-free, synthetic fragrance-free, and formaldehyde-free. So it has like the clean little stamp on Sephora if that's important to you. Those are really great ones as well. So we're kind of going to how we apply it. There's also one more, the S. Jolie. Oh, yeah. So there's one more you can see. The S. It's spelled S. Jolie. Um, they have it on their website, but on Amazon is where I get mine. It's just like a foam also. Very even application. I love the way. They also make like drops and like DHA drops and some other things. But 
There are mommy to that one too, which is a good. Overall. I would say if you're a new, if you don't really apply self tanner that often, I would definitely go with a foaming mousse because, and then a mitten. It's the yeah. easiest, like foolproof way to do it. And the drops, I feel like you have to use a lot for them to yeah. show up, and then it's like you and do too much. Yeah. yeah, they're pricey. I mean, they, they some people like them, but I like the foam better. I think just if you want, if you're new starting out. Foam is definitely the way to go. I remember back in high school, we'd buy, like, they still make it, the Jergens cream. Yeah. They also have a bunch of gradual ones that are good if you guys are more into, like, doing something every day that gradually gets you darker. But I feel like the foaming has been, like, something we've used for, like, probably for the last three or four years, different brands. And I always go back to those because all you need is the mint and the bottle, and you don't need to be, like, skilled. It's easier to get your back and stuff if with a with a mitten and it's the easiest way not to stain your hands. You don't even have to wash them because your hands don't get any product on them. And all you do is just wash the mitten every once in a while and it just puts it on the mitten allows it to go on really smoothly and evenly. So you don't have to worry about getting unevenness anywhere. And I feel like it's just you can use the same product on your face. You're saving money that way too. Yeah. So Kind of how we apply it, as I was saying, some tips are you want to always exfoliate because you'll have that dead layer of skin. Like Alexa said, the chemicals react with that outer layer of skin. So you can use different things. They have You can use one of those exfoliating towels that we can link up. and Or a scrub. Those are really – the towels are pretty much the easiest because yeah. you can get your back. You can, like, shimmy your back. You can do your legs, your elbows, shimmy everything. Your back. You can do it all. So it's really easy. Yeah. One time it was so bad. We went to Tulum and oh, yeah. we – I got really sunburned because I'm an idiot and I didn't put sunscreen on. I'm like, it's overcast. What tan am I going to get? This was clearly before we so, did the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> this was like a couple years ago, almost two years ago, oh, a year and a half ago. And we walked around. It was overcast. We It wasn't very sunny out. We got so – my chest got so sunburned. I was a tomato. I was a tomato, legit tomato. And, we don't really and I don't burn easily yet. at all. So it was been really strong. Then we got back from our trip and we already booked a spray tan. So – I was peeling a little bit and I was like, oh, it's probably like, you know, it's going to go away. You know, the peeling will be gone. She's like, okay, it, it probably won't be that bad. She sprays me and then I'm like peeling off like layers of the tanner. Oh my God. It, I looked like I had some kind of disease. It looked so bad. Yeah. And you want to so, also make sure when you get even layers, if you're going to do a spray tan or even put like tanner on. If you have a, like, especially a spray tan, you don't want to be using, don't put any of your self tanners on for like, at least like, I would say like a week. Like, otherwise they will, it might be longer because it will mess up your other spray tan. It won't look even. You need to make sure you exfoliate all that off because it's, you'll look like patchy and it's not going to, your spray tan will not look like what you're trying to make it look for. Especially if you're, um, dry. Usually when you get a spray tan, she'll have you put um, this kind of cream barrier, like a barrier cream. on your elbows and your knees and like wherever it gets dry. But if you're doing your own self tanner or getting a spray tan, always, always make sure to exfoliate. If you don't have one of those towels and you don't want to buy one, you could always use a scrub. I just feel like those are, they're better than nothing. I just feel like for me, it's a little bit harder to use. But if we're going to use um, your own self-tanner, you want to make sure that you apply it to all areas of your body. Like I said, use the mitten because it doesn't stain your palms. Like obviously read the directions on based on what bottle you're using. We like to start, you apply it in a circular motion. And we like to, I personally like to start on my feet and then work my way up um, on my legs and then torso, whatever. Just make sure you get, I have, a, I have like a pet peeve about that 
make sure you get your feet. Yeah, you wipe I can't tell you how many people I've seen. They literally look like they, they've been playing tennis or something. They have white feet. Their, like, their upper body and their legs are, like, all dark. And then you get to their feet, and they're, like, literally, like, ghostly colors. So it looks – that's yeah. one way to be, like, I'm, I got a spray tan, and I didn't spray myself properly. I mean, I have – you know, I've ran before, and you get a tan, I get that. You get, like, a weird tan from your socks. But if it's not a tan, like, from that, and you can definitely tell they're, like, a little bit more orange, like, it was definitely, like, a tan – like, if you had a spray tan, they would never not spray your feet. So, you want to make sure you get the top. Like, don't do your whole foot. And your top of your hand they just also. think about Yeah, just think about, like, where the sun would hit you when you get tan. It would hit the top of your foot where your toes are and your ankle and all that. <laughs> it wouldn't hit the bottom of your foot. Like, don't don't put it on, like, lotion all over your foot. But definitely go below the ankle. Get the whole foot and then get your hands because I can't tell you how many times I've seen people with, like, white hands and white feet. I mean, I get it if you're washing your hands a lot, but you yeah. still should Okay, I get it. the hands more. Your foot, you're not washing your feet that much, like, unless you're, like, getting a pedicure every single day. <laughs> I don't know. So make sure you apply it, and you want to do it a little bit less than you would, like, kind of spread it out. I said to start at your feet, but if you're kind of new to it, you could start actually on your calf and then spread the remaining product onto the top of your foot so it's not so strong on your foot, like, you don't have, like, a brown foot. Um... And then you want to do the rest of your body. Obviously, you can do – there's also mints that have a long stick if you don't have someone that can help your back. I honestly – like sometimes I just don't even do my back. I kind of get like the upper part of it, which probably doesn't look the best, but I just get a little bit of it. Or you can buy that extender one and you can do it kind of like a back scratcher and it will get – your back and stuff so it's all the same color and then you want to make sure if you're not using a mitten make sure you wash your hands thoroughly because i've definitely used the drops before and i've had it like on the sides of my hands yeah like wash with soap and water just to make sure you get everything off and then if you're gonna get dressed so people always ask when we apply our self tanner so i usually apply it like right after a shower kind of like midday or in the morning or whatever and i don't really have issues with it staining my clothes but i also don't sweat a lot so I mean, I would not wear white after you do that. I would avoid that. But you want to at least make sure it dries. Like, don't put get dressed the minute you put it on. Um, and you want to try to wear loose clothing. Like, don't put on a tight white shirt. You're going to definitely get tanner in there. Some people like to apply it, like, right before they're going to bed. And you can. Because some of the bottles say to rinse it off. I've never, personally, I've never rinsed it off. Like, I do a spray tan. I just, like, put it on and I shower, you know, whatever I am the next day. But we want to make sure that you... Um, you can do it at night. Some people ask about staining the sheets. Um, if you get a spray tan, obviously put sheets down because I feel like I definitely stain those more. But for me personally, I don't feel like day to day, I don't see stains in my bed. Like when I put it on early enough in the day, I don't, I just, maybe it's because I don't sweat a lot, but I really haven't had that problem and they do wash out. I never had trouble with them washing out. Yeah. And so some of you guys were asking if you would recommend self tanning versus spray tanning. I think it honestly depends what you're doing. If you're having an event or you're getting married or you have something big, you're probably going to want like the most even look, which would be a spray tan. And for that, I would make sure you do it like at least a couple, like one or two days before. Don't do it like literally the day before. Yeah, because you, okay, so what happens when you rinse off the spray tan going into like another topic is we, you kind of look like you have, you kind of look a little weird. Like if you especially get really dark, you have like that bronzer that gets left over that you rinse off in the morning. But if you don't get like every little crevice, like let's say under your eyelids, sometimes I forget to get that. Like if they spray your face, you kind of like you want it to set in another day. I feel like it gets kind of like immediately the next day. I feel like you kind of yeah, you kind of look a little weird. I feel and like then it looks fast two days if later. you're going on a beach trip, we still get spray tans, but 
you someone was asking like about sunscreen and like the ocean I mean, it definitely does come off but i feel like you start building a natural tan and then it kind of comes off it, it exploits off or you're you kind of in that in between stage yeah. where you kind of look a little alligator-ish but i mean i will say you're planning on getting in this in the water i mean it's not gonna if you get a normal spray tan or even these bronzers it can last anywhere from like four to five days even the self-tanner ones mm-hmm. but sometimes like we just got sprayed for our birthday a while ago and i mean i feel like mine lasted like I still looked pretty dark like a week, like five to six days yeah, later. Yeah, it lasted. But I didn't really get, I mean, I wasn't getting, I didn't really get in the pool that much and I didn't really. Um, I wore sunscreen. Yeah, but, but not. Not like, like repeated days not, in a row. When I go to the beach, it's like a couple days in. It's yeah. It's kind of cutting off. But. Then you can start reapplying yourself tanner when you get home just to kind of make it even when, if you have to exfoliate anything off. But by then you should have like a natural tan, so it should be okay. But, I mean, all in all, I recommend the self-tanners. Of course, I like being outside, but it's the much safer route to go. Mm-hmm. You get a more even tan. You can cut up your tan lines, you know, all that. But that's what we recommend. And we're not doing favorites this week because we kind of already shared our favorite tanners. We don't want to bombard you with too many products and favorites. But we hope that was helpful. I know it's summer season, and maybe some of us haven't been outside as much as we'd like to be or – you're trying to stay inside, whatever the reason. So hopefully you guys can still get a glow on. Let us know if you tried any of those self-tanners or if you have a favorite one, let us know what yours is. And we will be back soon with another episode. Please, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We love hearing from you guys. Send in your requests, your topic ideas, anything you want to share with us. We'd love to cover them for you. And we will talk to you guys soon.